Welcome to Speak with Ibuko. This is a podcast where guests can share their stories and delve into how they came through their journey in life, who and what they encountered along the way, and where they are now. The Decade series continues where guests will share their recollections of decades they have lived and the one they are in now. Welcome back to Speak with Ibukun. I am with lovely IK here and we we are in her current decade, which is her fourth decade. IK, where does this decade find you? This decade finds very well. I'm actually enjoying it. I think so far this decade has been the best decade of uh, my almost four decades on earth. Almost four. Really? Look, you shouldn't be scared of 40. It's a beautiful... No, no, I'm actually actually not being scared of 40 at all. I think I'm now at that stage where I take every single day as it comes. I'm not looking forward to rushing things. I'm every minute, every hour, every second means something and Mm. makes a difference um, to me. I'm not in a rush to plan the future um, because, I mean, as I said to you before, I've planned we've planned so many different things and it's actually turned out a lot better um I think at towards the end of um so I'm 38 now my husband's 39 and towards the end of the last decade I think when not when we turned 30 well when he turned 30 and I was 29 we had a long list of things and it was one of those things where you when you go to church and it's like a crossover service they'll ask you to write a list of things you want God to do for you this year mm-hmm. and um we always had he he never used to write any list and he would just say to me babes let let God just do what he wants and I'll say to him oh you know the man of God has said to write a list and you need to write a list and all of this stuff to be honest I think I was more of a church and religion person than he was mm. um he had his relationship with God. Um, and But the thing is, he just felt like we had to be in church. We both felt like, I think me more than him, mm. but he, he, you know, he didn't see that it was wrong that we were in church. Mm. Um, but I think I got lost in religion deeper. Mm. Or maybe it was, it was quicker for him because he's a guy. So it's quicker for him to, it was quicker for him to come out of religion and into relationship than for me so for me it was like oh we're leaving are you sure this isn't this isn't of god this isn't uh are you sure we should be doing this and i think it just i just decided you know what god you gave him to me so if this goes wrong blame him not me (laughs) (laughs) you was you were not sure you were not sure about this new path (laughs) so that was that was you know my comfort blanket but yeah yeah i think you know like i said um previously that was just a prayer we had to pray because things were bad we would we were earning we were earning good money I mean there were people we knew that were earning less than we were Mm. and but for us we would we'll end up with something like maybe a hundred pounds it was something like 25 pounds a week and we I would I would literally sit there and maximize that 25 pounds a week Mm. and we knew how to maximize potato and I, I can make you 10 to 12 different meals with a potato and they will wow. all taste different mm. and the reason I say potato is because they're the cheapest to buy you can buy a potato and it just does wonders we add potato in all kinds of different kinds of forms mm. and 
you know, to the point that now we hardly eat potato. Um, but that was our that was our go-to thing, potato. More potato, less rice. It was just, you know, something that went far. I remember an incident where we're getting ready for work in the morning and I was ironing and the iron um, broke. And then he said, oh, you know, let me quickly go out and get another iron. And then he mm. went out uh, about six in the morning and he came with that iron and he, then I saw the iron and I was like, you know, let's see the receipt. And he showed me the receipt and the iron was 35 pounds. And I did the calculations in my head. I'm like, oh my God, we've got two kids. Mm. And he's gone out and bought an iron that's 35 pounds. That would leave us with, I don't know, 50 pounds for the rest of it. And I, and I just broke down and I started crying. Oh, wow. And he said, what's the matter? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I said to him, you know, I, you know and he's like, okay, don't cry about it. I'll quickly go and change it and he said he said to me he said there was another one that was 15 I'll go and get that one mm. and you know and so he he went gracefully swapped it and brought the fifth one back and you know that was that and and that was just it I think that was you know during those times it was so hard it was difficult looking back now I'm quite glad actually that we went through those times because we it helped us understand each other more it helped mm. us get closer mm. as as husband and wife and as friends and it helped us see that if you don't have a relation with God, things, it just, it can't, regardless of how good it looks, right? It just, you've not reached the potential of God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. If you don't know God personally. Mm-hmm. So during those times was when we then said, what God, help us, help us, Jesus help. And the second thing we said was, you need to let us see ourselves the way you see us. Let me see me through your eyes, mm-hmm. you know? And as soon as we prayed that prayer, out went the the devotional from the church. Mm-hmm. Out went the suggested Bible verse from the church. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with the devotional, it tells you what verse to read for that day. Mm-hmm. And everyone around the world from that church reading that same verse for the day. And everyone's on the same page. And everyone's mm-hmm. thinking the same. And you meet each other and you go, oh, yeah, that verse. And you digest it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and my husband said to me, well, God spoke to me and he's saying we need to speak in tongues for an hour every day. Mm. Like we can't speak in tongues for an hour every day because, uh, sorry, for an hour every morning. And that was like, he said, we'll do it from six to seven. Mm-hmm. And I said, we can't do that because six to seven is when we read the devotion of the church and we do the things that the church has said we should do. And then he went, well, I may be wrong, but I didn't hear God say to do any of those. Mm. What God said to do was speak in tongues from six to seven every mm. morning. So mm. even with that, I was like, oh God, this is not on. No, it's not what you were thinking it no, should be. He can't be changing these things. He's he's about to bring disaster on us and our little kids and all this oh, stuff. Oh dear. But then I was like, God, you know what? He's this is this is who you've put in charge. And mm. if that's what he's saying you said, then I guess that's what we're going to. And for yeah. me and me and my husband, you know, we talk to God all the time. We hear from him all the time. Yeah. I remember when we used to go to like church vigils and you have a guest pastor and yeah. they bring in this person and like, you know, they're like prophet, whoever, the general in the God's kingdom. And he hears from God and this person will stand there with the microphone and go, you at the back in the red top, come over here. God yeah. is saying this for your life. And he's yeah. planned that. And five years from now, and I used to sit there in church so angry at God. And I was have conversations with him. I'll say to him, you're picking out everyone and you're telling them about their life. And I've been telling you that things are not going well financially for us. You need to tell this general guy to pick me now and tell mm. me. And God would say, no, I'm not telling him. I just, oh my God, you're just not being fair. And then one day God said to me, he said, 
um, do you, do you, do I talk to you? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm talking to you now, am I not? And I said, yeah. Then he goes, so what do you need me to tell these people that visit that I will not tell you? Tell you directly. Exactly. Yeah. So then that was when I realized, okay, well, you know, that sorted that. And then, so for us, it was very easy to have those conversations. Oh, you know, I was doing this and God said this and, you know, oh, oh yeah, God actually said that to me yesterday. And, you know, or someone would say to me, oh, God said to tell you this when we're in church. And for us, mm. we found out that whatever someone's telling you at church that God has said, it has to be confirmation of what God has already told you. Told you. So you, you can't, you shouldn't be hearing anything new yeah. from someone else that God hasn't told you or you don't have, even if you don't hear his audible voice, but at least you would have a feeling, you would have a sign, you would, you would be drawn to something. And that's just the way God works. Mm. So when he said, mm. God said to pray, I was like, okay. So we started doing a prayer. Uh, the first three months of that every morning, Monday to Friday, um, was when we heard God clearly mm. about looking after the orphan widows, the poor. Mm. And we're like, okay, so how is this going to happen? All of the money is to church. We can't stop paying all of the money to church. Um, and this is tied and offering. We can't mm. stop doing that. And so I then had to go have a, it was one of those things. So you, you have to understand that waking up at like two in the morning, picking mm. up my Bible and praying, that was now not in our mm. household. Um, I would turn in the bed and my husband's not there anymore. He's probably, you know, downstairs praying or in another room praying because he, didn't want doesn't want to wake me up mm. speaking in tongues every morning that was normal as well so it was now a lot of speaking to God a lot more, more. than just mm. depending on the church and you know we'll pray together the kids as well we started teaching them to pray to have the conversation and relationship with God and Jesus mm. and the Holy Spirit and things like that so by that time so he was 32 and I was 31 and now by this time things were not catching us off guard anymore uh you know, we, people started to bless us more. Then he got a promotion, and then I got a promotion. So things started to loosen up. You know, in terms financially. of financially, yeah, financially things started to loosen up, and um, we just started to just listen more and do the things God wanted us to do. So when it came to mm-hmm. Him saying, you know, you guys need to do this other thing, well, oh God, like you know, by this time we're heavily invested in church as well. We're workers, and then like you know, if we stop paying to church. They, they will pick up on it because everyone has a, a like a donation number so they know okay. if you yeah they know if you pay and they know if you don't pay and things like that so then I then went and just did my prayer fasted and said God how do you want us to do this and the one thing God said was simply this he said that a pastor of a church would pay his tithes his own church because that mm-hmm. or that's his assignment and then God said this is an assignment. So at that point, I think it was quite clear that what God was saying was whatever your percentage it was that you're giving to the church, use that to look after my children, the widows, the poor and the orphans. You know? mm. And as soon as we started to do that, everything changed after that. Everything changed. Everything flipped. Mm. It was, you know, it just, I can't even explain you know the the events that just happened mm. back to back to back and it was just promotions where my husband would get a promotion that he will be so shocked that he's even in that position now and me as well I'll get a promotion and it's just it was just unbelievable and even until now it's still unbelievable mm. but you know in the last eight years mm. of the speaking in tongues and we finally finally 
understood our full identity, who we are in Christ, who we are as a couple, mm. who we are as parents, everything has just finally clicked, you mm. know. And I think the one thing that if I when I look back on, I don't know if I regret this yet. I think okay. it's too early to say I regret uh not having a relationship earlier or not rekindling my relationship earlier. I'm quite grateful mm. that I went through the whole church and religion route. I'm quite grateful that I totally understood that because now I know I'm not missing I'm not missing anything mm. at all. Um I now know that that's the wrong way to worship mm-hmm. God. And you know if you're going to do the whole church congregation, don't lose yourself mm. in that. You have to do it the way the Bible says that you go and worship with the brethren and you you know come together to worship God and to praise God. But do not get lost in that. Do not jump in and become a worker because I don't know, because you're not going to please God becoming a worker, you know. Standing there and not even listening to the word of God and welcoming people to the church as an usher. It's not who is who exactly is that beneficial to if you're up in the account office counting money and the services going on who's that you know beneficial to who exactly if you, if you work in the children's church and you're not in the church if you're not getting your word if you're not reading your bible if you're not having a relationship with god then who's losing out you can't just lose yourself because at the end of the day when you look at people like Moses and Abraham and Daniel and Esther, mm. David and Solomon, they all had relationships with God himself. You know, even the disciples, they all had relationship with Jesus Christ and all the disciples, not all of them had the same kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. They had different types of relationships with Jesus Christ that was, that was able to fit the type of personalities that they were as well. Mm. So it's just don't, you know, not losing yourself at all so this last decade has been amazing it's been it's been wonderful from you know in the last eight years I think because the one thing that I love to do obviously which was a seed sown from when I was little we moved around I moved around a lot from place to place town to town city to city you know, country to another country and um, my husband as well he moved around a lot because of the way he grew up Mm. and in the last eight years one thing we always wanted to do was travel mm. and in the last eight years we've visited so many countries with mm. the kids as well because that's the other thing we, we take them mm. with us wherever we go and um it's just been amazing and mm. it's only been amazing because god had to step in but god only stepped in because we let him step in mm. yeah, he you, you, you had to make a conscious decision exactly. for that to happen Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And and it was and it was a risk. There's still there are people that we see now that will tell us we're doing the wrong thing. But mm. you know, as long as we have the conviction in our heart that it's God, you know, and it's not man, then we will run with it, you know, till 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 our last breath. Mm. You know, because God has been far too good, way too good, too good to us than any church, any man, any religion has ever been. Mm. You know, so yeah. Hmm. great times and i'll um, do it again if i if i had the opportunity i would do it again and not change a thing follow us on instagram at speak podcast and you will find each guest has an interesting fact or picture to share with you let's get back to the interview well apart from my second decade but yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so you, you you mentioned um you have two children so how mm-hmm. are you ik as a mother 
as a mother, well, they say I'm funny. Funny in what they, way? They uh-huh. say they say I oh. they say I make them laugh. Okay. So um, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a funny haha funny mom. Mm-hmm. Um, they say when I'm not at home, it's very quiet. When I'm not there, and they text me all the time. They always want to FaceTime me when I'm not home as well. Mm-hmm. And I have to say to them, I'm in a meeting. You can't be FaceTiming. What do you want? What do you need? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they text. Um. But yeah, I, as a mom, I am everything my mom was, or my mom is, because still alive. I'm, I'm everything my mom is to me and more. Mm. Uh, I All of the things that, you know, mom didn't get to talk to me about, I get to talk about it with, talk to my daughter about it as well. My son is very much like me. So he, he's, as I said, looks exactly like my dad mm. and my brother. So and because I look like my dad, he, my son looks like me and behaves like me, very energetic. Mm. Um, and my daughter looks exactly like my husband, mm. but my daughter has more of my qualities than my son does. Mm. Um, my, so my daughter's the one who will do a hundred thousand things at the same time, even mm. at her age now, mm. and do it to the best of her ability. My son would only, can only do one thing at a time, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he does it to the best of his, his ability, ability as well. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. They're very, very hard workers. But I think as a family, we function more as, well, I would say when you if anyone who spends time with us and see us together function as a family, we're more like four friends than father, mother and children. Yeah. So they, they speak to us about everything, about everything. Um, and there's they, whatever it is they're curious about, they hear a word outside, they hear a word watching a program, they come and ask us what it means. So, yeah. So very, very close knit is what I hear yes. as a family. So yeah. looking at the way you're bringing up your children, is there any reflection you have on how your mom brought you up? Um, yeah, I think uh, the similarities between the way I'm bringing them up and the way I was brought up, like as uh, the independent side of. Things. So with my husband, he's very um, not protective. I would say protective. We were both protective over them. But he he does things for them that they can do by themselves, um, and they let him. <laughs> but <laughs> they let him, yeah, mm. they let him do it um, because they can see that he really just wants to be there for them, and he really mm. wants to be their dad. So, mm. and they they tell him all the time, you know, Dad, we're so lucky that you're a dad. We're lucky to have you as a dad, and. Um, but they just they just they let him and they, and that stems from them knowing what he went through as a young boy mm. um and what he went through as well without going as a as a as a man without having a father figure in his life mm. so they just let him be you know he he suffocates them with love and mm. attention and they just allow him mm. to do it you know with me on the other hand i think i'm i'm more stern i'm the stern one um i've teach them independence you know mm. um it's just it's little things like uh my son for example so he's 10 i would say go and have a shower and then i can check when he's finished and go well you need to go back in to have the shower mm. with my husband on the other hand he will say right you need to go have a shower and then halfway through as my son's having a shower he will go in there and go 
well, I might as well just give you a shower because you're not doing it right. Mm. <laughs> you know, so it's that, that sort of thing. Is that sort of... Um, oh, my, my son can shout from another room, Dad, can I please have a cup of water? I would respond, well, go and get it yourself. Mm. And my husband will get him a cup of water. And he would even say, do you want it cold or do you want it room temperature? And, you know, that sort of thing. Um, oh. So I think the independence part for me... <clears throat> is what I'm trying to teach my kids or what I've taught my kids because they're very independent but I think because they've got two sets or they've got me and their dad mm. with me they're very independent with their dad they choose not to mm. so it's, a, it's it's different dynamics and I'm learning as well that you know, he's got his style of parenting and I've got my style of parenting mm-hmm. um, it doesn't clash at all but it's just I don't know it'd be interesting to see the kind of adults that they end up becoming mm. because they have two parents raising them not one so it would be very interesting but so far so good they um they seem to be on the right track yeah brilliant so happy to hear that and this being your current decade it you're definitely going to see many more i pray for you Amen. but how do you um, look uh, back on the eight years you've had so far anything that shouts out as Actually, now I, I see this differently, apart from what she said earlier on about um, the church and um, religion. That shout out so far. Yeah, um, two, last month, two months ago, um, during this period, during this whole COVID time, obviously, we've had time, my husband and I have had time to spend with each other. Mm. Um, we're in each other's faces every day. And I was saying to him how you know, if we can survive COVID together, then we can survive anything because we're in each other's faces every day working from home, every day with the kids as mm. well. And, you know, it's been fun and, you know, it's just, it's, it's been amazing, um, honestly speaking. And we had time to talk uh, and to compare our past to now. And we had this whole conversation about, um, about our past relationships and he, and when I spoke to him, I was like, I'm so glad that we ended up together and that we married each other because I was saying, oh, if I had married this other person, I'm sure I'd have been so miserable and I would have left mm. by now because yeah, I'd probably be a divorcee or something. I don't know. But I'm just so glad because obviously with the way things have worked out, you know, I'm just, I'm content. I'm, I'm just mm. happy mm. at where I am. I mean, when, when people hear some of the things that I went through growing up, they, I always get the whole that's not normal mm. that's not normal but then I'm married to someone who thinks it's normal so I don't he get, understands yeah. he does understand so I don't mm. get criticism I don't get the whole uh you're too independent or mm. you know you you don't let me be who I want to be and and that sort of thing so I think looking back I am very happy the way things have ended up because I guess the, the the hurt and the pain from before was me being in situations that just the, the person or the people that were in my space did not understand what I was trying to achieve and did not understand, you know, where I was coming from. Mm. But the person I've ended up with now fully understands what I'm trying to achieve and he's trying to achieve that as well. So we have a common goal, which makes it a ton easier. Mm. And then he also understands what I went through before getting to this point and same for him as well and the kids understand that as well because we tell them all the time you know whether it's the oh you're so lucky at this age this was what I was doing at your age and things like that 
and um so they they understand it they get it they fully understand it they 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 understand those experiences because yeah. they feel like they've lived it in a way and um they also even though now they've got i'm so happy as well that they didn't see the struggle because they were quite young when yeah. we were going through that whole lack period they don't remember anything about religion and being in church or so eating a potato 12 ways no they don't remember any of that so i'm so grateful for that as well mm. um so the memories they have now are just happy memories going on holiday going to different countries mm. you know being in good schools having lovely friends going to their friends birthday parties and just being independent doing really well in school standing out being leaders in their school as well and just achieving you know and and you know whether it's gold medals or cops for doing sports events making videos for their school you know the school wants them in a video to advertise the school and things like that mm. you know they again they're achieving at their very young age but i think that has to do a lot of the independence and and the free not free reign but some sort of freedom that mm. we give them so yeah so looking back i'm so happy that i married who god has brought for me to marry and we're just on the same page. I don't have to. And I guess that's why it's also so easy for me to speak about uh, my life. And it's easy for him to speak about his life as well. And, you know, I just speak without any, there's no pain. There's no regret. There's no, you know, I'm not shy. I'm free mm. to talk about it. It's not a weight over me because knowing that someone else has gone through the same thing and you're with that person every day and mm. you both turned out okay you know that for me is just you know amazing and I can only thank God for that as well so yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying this decade and, and I just I, I know and if you remember what I said about when I was nine taking my step siblings to school mm. and just knowing that I would leave point A get to point B and come back to point A without uh any hiccups along the way and that's in the last eight years um in the last eight years of the speaking in tongues in the morning and just going back to god's throne and seeing ourselves the way god sees us mm. i've had that feeling as well which is I, no matter what i do i will start from point a get to point b and then back to point a again without any hiccups without any illnesses, without experiencing any life-changing events, because I just, I believe that, I mean, how much life-changing events can I actually go through? I think I've gone through all of them, to be honest with you. You think? <laughs> I know. I think, I know. I actually, I actually know that I've gone through all of those hard-hitting life events that should actually change you and i'm just grateful to god and i just trust there's just a knowing within me knowing that god is just in full control like even writing those lists that they'll go yeah write your list and and we don't even we haven't done a list i don't know in years i think six or seven years we haven't done a list now but even things that we don't ask god for he just does and it just happens it's just obedience because now we you know obeying god and doing what he's asked us to do and obviously eventually we just had to leave leave the whole church setting so now we go to the local baptist church which is not for us because i mean we worship with the congregation and you know we meet with those people who have like minds to worship god as well yeah. but we don't leave everything to the priest or the pastor we come home and we still pray and do our own thing and talk to god and still have that relationship going so 
you know yeah. him for yourself that's exactly. that is that is sound thank you so much ik for going through your decades with us thank you and thank you for listening those of you listening let us know your thoughts on instagram on questions you would have liked ik to answer and also share your stories as well so, because everyone has a story and i'm sure you'll be able to inspire someone with yours thank you thank you thank you for listening all of us have a story to share you can contact us at info at thespeakpodcast.com or learn more about this podcast at www.thespeakpodcast.com i hope to welcome you on the next episode